0: Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Are you finding it hard to trust in yourself to make decisions? Do you feel that deep down that you cannot flourish without finding out what it is at the root of this problem? This problem of such a lack of confidence that it can literally feel like it's paralyzing you. Not only may you be struggling with making those big decisions in your life, but maybe you're also struggling with making those small, seemingly inconsequential ones too. Just simple things like, you know, I can't decide what to have for dinner. Doesn't seem like a big deal, but it can get really frustrating when you can't make decisions about even those small things. And all the while, while this is happening, you might be kicking yourself because you are feeling this lack of confidence in your own decision making. Because you feel like you're just swimming around in this murky mire of uncertainty and you desperately want more for your life but you don't know how to turn this around. It can make you feel really disempowered and it's not a nice place to be. Maybe you have had your self-esteem, your self-confidence and your self-worth undermined by someone or something and you want to find yourself again and you really in your heart of hearts you want to be able to flourish. The good news is that you have come to the right episode to listen to because this episode speaks straight to this issue and provides a beautiful gentle way to help you find your way back to learning how to trust yourself again in a way where you can blossom and bloom. There are So many amazing women who come onto this podcast to share their experiences and their wisdom. And today's guest, Susan Jane, shares a new way of working through going from not being able to trust in yourself to learning to trust in yourself again. So if you are looking for ways to learn to trust yourself again, so that you can start blossoming in your life again, stick around and let's open the door on today's episode. I'd like to ask you who you think the hero of this podcast is. I wanna tell you the hero is not me and the hero as fantastic and amazing as the guests that i have on tiara's tears and triumphs are they're also not the hero of the podcast the real hero of the podcast is you it's you and your transformational journey it's that engagement that you have as you stand up and you fight for your life you fight to strive to have the life that you want to live you make the change you make it happen and you can and I want you to know that and hold your head high knowing every time that you show up and you listen to another episode that's you being the hero. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Hello, Susan, and a very warm welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast. Thank you very much for coming on as a guest today.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sandy. I'm really looking forward to this.
0: Me too. And we're both intuitive people. So I think that we are going to find that we've got a thing or two in common. And what I'd like to, I think, start Off with is just finding out sort of why you know you have fallen into this area of um, finding that the intuition is just such an important part of ourselves to awaken, and um, because often that can you know fall asleep for different reasons or be you know covered over for different reasons in life. Um, so, what's brought you to this place where you're really focused on intuition?
1: Uh, I focused on it because I had issues with with trust, and and when I say issues with trust, I don't mean issues with trusting other people. Um, I, I don't have any problems with trusting, and I, I have, nothing has like that has happened to me where I've had that need to distrust. What I didn't trust was myself. I didn't trust my own feelings I didn't trust my own uh, understanding or where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do so being part of an abusive relationship an emotionally abusive relationship for 20 odd years that was one of the things that I really struggled with I didn't trust myself to make my own decisions I, I couldn't do it just could not make a decision when when the marriage broke down and split up I just struggled with it and and I realised that I just didn't trust myself and so I needed to look deeper into that and that's where I started to really get a a better understanding of what intuition is, how it can help us and how when we learn to trust ourselves, how different
0: our life can be. Absolutely. Uh, So you, I'm so glad that you did, you know, come back to that place of, finding you know your intuition and finding that that was sort of at the heart of this issue that you had with not trusting yourself and I as you were talking I was like oh just it took me back to a time where I was very much felt that way to didn't um didn't trust my feelings didn't trust myself at all either and I'd really sort of forgotten you know who I was I think and I think um, that plays a part it did at least for me play a part in um, I think not trusting in my intuition anymore because I was always aware that I had um, Mm. that sixth sense but because I think my life had sort of spiraled out of control I no longer even trusted in my intuition as my guiding light, more or less. So um, that, that was a big process for me on the other side of uh, coming out and breaking away out of my abusive situation. Was it the same or similar for you?
1: It, it, was, it was very similar. It, in the situation I was in, I wasn't, well, I wasn't really allowed to make a decision like any major decisions in the life was made by my my husband my ex-husband now so I didn't have that for, for 20 years I didn't have that ability to make a decision about what I wanted to do who I was where I wanted to go what I want to do I, I got to the stage where I was too scared to make a decision and eventually when the relationship finished when I was strong enough uh, and brave enough really to step forward and say enough's enough I then had to go from not making any decisions to making every decision and it is it's so overwhelming I can remember for about a month um, I was on my own and all I could I'd go to the shops to buy you know my weekly groceries and I could not think I could not make a decision on what to have, and I ended up, I think, for over a month eating jam sandwiches for dinner because I just couldn't get my head around it. And and it's like times like that where you go, you can't even trust yourself to make a decision on, you know, whether you're going to have a proper meal tonight. How on earth can you make a decision about the children or about where your life's going or what you want to do? But all the time, Sandy, I knew when it felt right and when it felt wrong. And I know I did a lot of things that didn't feel right. They were, they were wrong. But I, I got to the stage where I started to become more and more aware of that. So when it did feel wrong, I started to trust that intuition. When it did feel uncomfortable, it was like, okay, there's, there's, there's something there. We've got to look deeper into that. We've got to acknowledge that that doesn't feel right. Um, so how can I change it to make it feel better? and um, and yes so so that's what it was and it's such a long process it's like there's no big aha moment it just sort of it's a long tedious process that we go through when we just and basically we're rediscovering ourselves like you said we we have forgotten who we are or maybe we haven't even forgotten we have just quelled it and squashed it that much because we just don't want that to be criticized or that area of us to be attacked or or abused or, you know, and we and we protected. I, I know I did. I, I protected it all. And I was learning a lot about the spirituality, about different aspects there. I'd, I'd had a quite a few um, big moments that had happened to me where I'd, I'd actually left my body. So I'd understood what there was, there was those two elements of us. There was that physical element and there was that spiritual element. And I, it was like, I needed to learn more and more and more about myself to find that spiritual side to allow that to come through. But it's, it's really, it is, it's really challenging. And even now, even in this day and age, and I've been separated for over 20 years now, even now you still have those little times where it all comes back to you where you start to think, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, did I make the right decision? Oh, oh I, I can't think of that. I, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. And we still go back into it. But we've got to be gentle with ourselves and allow us to feel that. And I thought I went off
0: tangent again.
1: Sorry, Sandy.
0: No, no, I really love that you said that because it is like, you know, the proverbial onion where it's layer upon layer upon layer. And, you know, we can be, you know, considerable time into the future after we've broken away from an abusive person and we can still have. Things come back, and we understand at those times when we, you know, we become triggered by something, or we have, we are reactive, or you know, our mental health is suffering. And with it surprises us; it sort of comes out of the blue, and we, we, you know, we sort of anticipate. Oh, I thought thought I was done with that by now, (laughs) you know, like. Mm. haven't i dealt with all of that now i thought i you know sort of grown beyond that but it's really good to understand that that you know we still have the scars you know the wounds may have healed but we've still got those scars and and i guess it's like an old injury that you have like you know maybe you've broken a bone in the past and you might get a twinge happening in the place where that break was even though it healed many years earlier there's still this residual pain that goes on from that past experience and I think that's that's the same for us when it comes to our mental health and to you know our psychological wellness as well is just you know that. There will still be these scars and in our neuropathways pathways, and you know everything that will still come back and and you know show us that that pain that we experienced is, was still very real. I mean, you know, when you're talking about people grieving, you know, from the loss of some somebody you know dear to them, some people never recover from that loss and from that experience of you know losing that person so it's it is a journey and i think it's really important to to recognize that so that people who are sort of at the you know early part of their journey don't get discouraged when they come up against something that feels like a setback to them yes, yes. yeah and and it
1: does like when you're first starting out, you know there is there is lots of setbacks, and you have to be gentle with yourself. But I'm like I said, I've been separated for a long, long time now. Um, but I'm watching at the moment my daughter going through exactly the same thing, so I'm feeling it, but on a different level. I'm feeling it on a completely different level, and I and I get really upset watching her have to experience it as well you know and and I can't tell her to oh just just do this or just do that because she has to get the learning and she has to get the understanding and all I can do is support her as much as I can possibly support her but you know I I go through the stage where wow I should have left earlier because look what I've done to my children now I have allowed them to take how I was treated and accept that and so they're being treated like that and you so you go through the same shit but on a different level and Mm -hmm. and it really makes you start to think but we need to do that as well because that allows us to heal as well Um, and one of the things I I want to say about intuition and I, I just wanted to clarify it a little bit because I know we can get the voices in our heads and we can get all sorts of things happening But intuition is basically the communication from your soul to your your physical body. And when you think about it, the physical body has the five physical senses, the soul doesn't. So the soul's somehow, and and it's always a little bit challenging, but the soul has to communicate to the physical body and, and adjust those sort of things and go, um, You know, like that doesn't feel right. And sometimes we feel it as a gut feeling and because it's coming through the chakras. And sometimes we'll see things and we'll say, Wow, why did I see that? Or how come I heard that? And we get these messages all the all the time. And they're the messages that we need to be aware of. If you've seen something, there's a reason behind it. If you've heard something, there's a reason behind it. And if you feel something, there's a reason behind it, and near the messages, it's not necessarily a big booming voice saying, "Oh, for goodness' sake, go this way." <laughs> it doesn't work like that,
0: um, and they're very, very subtle because we still have free will. Isn't it funny? You know, you pray for, you know, God, give me a sign, give me a sign, and our expectation of what that sign might look like is is that big booming voice telling Mm. us very clearly this is what you need to do next now um i'm an angel card reader so so one of the ways that i get my messages is through my angel card readings Um, and that's one way i get that intuitive guidance another another thing example for me is numbers that i notice numbers like Daily, they they yeah. come up for me daily, and so that I know is my intuition and divine source communicating to me, trying to get some messages through to me. So it might be that I've gone on a walk and oh, my goodness, I've spotted five feathers on my walk that, you know, were all That's there. a lot of angels. <laughs> all there on my path. And, you know, now I don't just pass those by. I pick them up and I notice them and I know that there's a significance there for me because there'll be different things once you start noticing um, as you say, these, you know, different ways of communication, then you'll find that you'll find they'll be coming through more and more for you because your intuition and your higher power has found a way to communicate with you, a way that you're noticing. So yes. can we spend a little bit of time, um, because we've talked about some, you know, sort of woo-woo you know yeah. well, ways of um, our intuition working, but can we talk for a minute about those physical things that in rest in our own bodies? that is our intuition and how to actually recognize that because I think that's really so important so can you let's have a chat about it <laughs> no worries and and yes like you say
1: when you're doing things like card reading so what you're what you're doing is you're seeing the image or you're seeing the words that go with that card and then you're allowing your intuition to come through and what does that mean to you what does patience mean to you you know that angel has said you've got to be patient what does that mean and and how does that look? And and one of the things that I do say is you have to ask. And when you're putting down cards or anything like that, you're actually asking for some answers. You know, you're sort of going, okay, well, you know, what is Billy Bob doing this week? And and you're and you're actually putting down the cards. So you're asking questions. You're putting down the cards. So you're receiving the message. And the hardest part then is you have to action it. So mm-hmm. when you're receiving these messages and you start to go, oh, that's a message. I can see eleven eleven. What does eleven eleven mean? You action it and you look up angel numbers, or you know, like I said, you've got your cards and you look them up. So yeah. those are the ways that you can do it, and that's where they' you're blending that physical because you can see it with the, um, the your intuition with your spiritual side as it comes through. Now there's other ways that intuition comes through. I used to do a lot of hands-on healing, so Reiki style healings. I used to get very, very blotchy palms. So that was a physical sign in my body to say some work needs to be done there. Remember when you kick your toe on something and then you couldn't be absolutely guaranteed <laughs> that you're going to do that two or three times? They're physical signs as well. They're physical signs to say... Your intuition is trying to connect with you. Your spirit's trying to tell you which way to go. You kick your toe if it's left or if it's right. If it's right, it's your direction you're going. If it's left, it's the spiritual direction you're going. And what does that mean? Where are you stepping? Where are you heading to? So all of these little things have have signs and even um, have meanings, I should say. And even when you start looking at your illnesses, um, and you would see Louise Hayes books where or um who have I got? The the uh, body is the barometer of the soul by uh, Annette Noonhill. Now, those are all those messages. What does it mean to have hay fever? And we all know, oh, because I'm allergic to something. But there's something else there. Why is somebody getting it? Why are you getting it now? What is the story behind it? And hay fever is that annoying little pain in the bum thing that's, that's there. And you might find that that resonates with a person a situation you're in or something to that effect and your spirit will bring that through and it will allow you or your soul or your your greater guidance will bring that through and allow you to get that understanding but again you need to act so you ask you will receive and whether you're aware of it or not you will receive but then you need to act on it. And there's one, one story I'd love to share with you because we were uh, we were driving down the highway and I was with my partner and we'd been talking about something and I, I can't even remember what it was, but we were driving down the highway and he goes to me all of a sudden, oh, did you see that? The big poster board that went past. And I went, no, I didn't. He said, that was exactly what we were talking about. That's what I meant. And I went, oh, okay, I, I didn't see that. And we're going along a bit further and then something came on the radio. And I went, oh my goodness, how synchronistic is that? Did you hear what that person said on the radio? And he goes, no, I didn't hear it. Yeah, and it's how we're tuned in. Mm. So some people are going to a bit like your clear audience, you clear, buoyant, you clear this, you clear that. It's how we often learn. Often we learn visually, or somebody's more auditory yes. hear, uh, learner. Mm. It's what we resonate with, and it's what we see. Um, and you were saying you do um, the card reading, the angel cards. Mm-hmm. I do flower readings. And that's my little visual to help me bring out the very best as well.
0: So tell me about flower readings.
1: So flower readings are like your goals in life. And I call them your emotional goals because we can do the goals like, you know, the smart goals where you have to have, write it all down, you strategize and, you know, have a timely and you have this. But I used to, I used to see those goals and I think, you know, like, I just want to feel good. I want to help people. I just, I want to feel nice. I, I don't know how I can do that. I don't know what that means. But that's how I want to feel. So I had a lot of emotional goals that I wanted to to um, achieve. And, and probably because I went through an emotionally abusive relationship, that was what my goals were, were focused on. And I well, what actually happened was I've decided I was going to change the world. And so I went back to uni at the ripe old age of 48 and I did a three-year university degree. Good on you. I, yeah. So I'm thinking, whoa, this is it. I'm going to change the world. I did a health promotion. I'm going to make everybody healthy. Um, it's going to be wonderful. Uh, you know, I'm going to live my best life. And six months after I finished my degree, the government changed hands here in Queensland and in, in, um, in Australia. And wiped out all the jobs. So I had just spent three years studying for nothing. And it was then that I went, well, um, after all the tears, I can assure you. Oh my God, what am I gonna do? Um, so after all that, it was like, okay, I've got I went to uni for a reason. Everything mm-hmm. fell into place for uni for me to go there. It was just I knew it was divine guidance because everything just fell into place so nicely. And so I knew I was supposed to be there, but why was I not going on with this job? You know, what what was happening there? And I thought, well, I've learned all these lessons. I've got a a really good understanding of um, internet, which I'd never had before. I've got an understanding of how to uh, structure when I'm writing reports and different things like that. So I started to think about all the skills that I learned in university. And I've always watched a lot of the, I love the, the tree readings. I've, I've seen them and I do them as well. But I thought, you know what, nowadays we don't have to be restricted to a deck of cards. Why? I am so different to the rest of the world, and the rest of the world is so different to me. We're all so individual. Why should we be restricted to a deck of cards or to a book or to anything like that? When I can turn around and say, do you think of a rose, and then you look it up on the internet, you Google that, and you will come up with billions of pictures of roses. Mm. Why can't you pick one that resonates with you and get a reading on that? Because that truly is your intuition picking it. And so that's where I went with the flower rings. I thought, why? And I, and I, although I do a lot of readings, I didn't want people to keep coming back to me. I wanted to empower them to stand on their own two feet.
0: I love that. I love that. And can I just share with you, so there was a time when I was caught in that cycle of abuse that I was in and at that time, because I've always been a very spiritual person and um, I had from time to time I got readings and they were clairvoyant readings that Mm. I would go and get. And at that time, I, because I'd been so victimized in my life, I didn't understand. I was just in this cycle of being a victim of circumstance, really. Mm. And so when I went and had these readings, I had these readings thinking, right, you know, my intuition and um, my higher power is the, I'm going to receive the guidance that I need on what basically is lays ahead of me. Yeah. So it wasn't about me, what I was going to create. It wasn't about me and what I was going to choose. Mm. It was about what was predetermined in the cards. Yeah. And, again, I was just like, well, it's all just going to, unfold mm. so it, it was coming from a really disempowered place when I would get these readings and the way that I go about things now is obviously completely different let's take a quick break to breathe and hear about how to find the keys that you need to be free you're off to a great start because you have found this podcast to help you to heal your heart. Now, each episode is jam-packed with support and inspiration, but don't forget to check out the episode notes, which is set up to be your life support station. In there, you'll find links to a crisis support list, plus a way to contact us and so much more. To help you close the door on fearfulness and pick up the keys to a life where good things aren't going to be again in store. Okay, take another breath and let it go and turn your attention back to today's show. Because because now, you know, I still look for guidance very occasionally, but. Mostly I'm designing and creating and planting mm-hmm. seeds and choosing things and taking constant action. You yes. know, like I actually have to remind myself to stop, to allow that bit of nature to come in and help things to flourish without me doing everything because I'm so you know such a driven person so there is that balance but I really love that you highlighted the need every time to for us that there's action involved that we can't just go and have readings and like you said you, you want to do readings and empower people so that they will they're they're not going to become codependent or dependent on you to determine their future that you're going to basically reignite you know their potential and then they're going to run with that and that's exactly you know where I'm at too with what I love doing for people it's so not about you know like having this perpetual cycle of somebody having to need to come back to you time and time again because they're still in that really disempowered place and really unsure of themselves but you know they they learn to trust themselves again absolutely and you just you just hit the nail on the head they learn to trust themselves at the
1: moment when they're going continuously going for a reading they're not trusting themselves yeah. They're trusting the deck of cards or the people that are doing it, but they're not trusting themselves. And that's where I went, that's that's not right. And yeah. I don't want people to be restricted in any way, shape, or form. Why should we? You know, we we've just gone through abusive relationships and all the rest. We've had that many restrictions put on us. I don't want anyone to feel they have to be restricted, they've got to be this way or that way. Um, so why not just go on the internet, pick any flower you like, and you will get exactly what you need because your intuition is picking it Mm. and it's it's deciding whether there's a path or journey to that goal what the, the the flower what the petals of attraction are about what you need to do to attract them it gives you the action steps to take look out for these type of guides which are your leaves you know are they physical leaves are they spiritual you know guides what are they what do they look like is it masculine energy coming through is it feminine energy coming through and you get all these 16 different elements over 16 different elements of how your intuition has looked at that picture and and I can turn around and say to you you know think of a flower that represents your business goal and that will be different to think about a flower that represents your relationship goal and it, they're all going to be different. And even if I said to you, think of a rose, then I've got to go, well, what colour is it? Yeah. Uh, what type is it? Um, is it uh, multicoloured? Is it a big full bloom? Is it a, is it a bud with a long stem, a long, long journey to get to there? So we've got so many different um, ways of actually seeing that image that we, we don't need to be restricted anymore. And that's the part I love seeing. I love that no one's restricted anymore.
0: I love what you're doing and I love that it all revolves around flowers, flowers. Uh, so they've got so much feminine energy for, for me yeah. um, and I just adore flowers. Um, so I recently had a birthday and I, um, And my very elderly, very beautiful um, neighbour across the road has a King Protea um, plant. Yes. And I don't know if you're familiar with the the King Proteas, but I was lucky enough to get two King Proteas, one at different stages. One was absolutely in full bloom and the other one is, you know, opening. Um, but, you know, when I was studying the flower, because there's just so many things that appeal to me about that flower, it's this beautiful, um, it actually sort of ties in with my branding colours. It's this, yes. you know, very soft, dusky pink colour. Yeah. And, and then when I looked at the, the petals of the King Protea, they look like feathers. They mm-hmm. honestly look like feathers. And I'm like, this is like such an angel flower. And, um, and it was just like, there's just no wonder I'm just so drawn to this stunning flower. That's just, I mean, flowers are just so incredible. There's just, like you said, there's just so many different elements to them and and each of them had this uniqueness and um yeah it's really really interesting so um so throwing that particular flower you know out there to you um what you know what insights do you have from that type of flower what that might represent sorry about the well, ding, but that's okay um what i would look at is
1: the image first so if you took a photo of that flower what was the image like Um, and so I think when a lot of people do the flower reading it's like oh this flower means that I like to teach people the analytical side first and allow their intuition to come through allow that spiritual side Mm -hmm. to come through so I go through it quite analytically and that is because of the uni degree (laughs) so I'll go through it and the first thing I look at is uh, um, are you presenting that image in a landscape or a portrait format. Yeah. Because remember, it's your goal. Now I would I would just at a guess say because because of the proteas, I would guess that you would present that in a lance in a portrait format. Just I'm gonna, gonna show pick, I'm
0: gonna show you. Look at your picture out, okay? Cool. And then you, you don't have to guess anymore. I do yes. have I, I did take a photo of it. Hang on. Oh, God, no. Where are we? And I'm, I'm
1: guessing it's a portrait not a landscape it's not or it, oh no it's a landscape well done okay so the landscape I'd start with you've got two flowers on there which is yeah. beautiful. so what we do is we read the image not necessarily just the flower so when we're looking at that now the picture itself is there's two flowers there one's a little bit more budded than the other one the other one's fully open the fully open one is down low the other one is up high to the right which is in the future and um i There was a few leaves there. I couldn't see them. Yeah,
0: there is some foliage there. Down the bottom. Okay. To the bottom
1: there. Okay. So then what we're looking at with that one is to start with it's landscape. When you present something in a landscape image, it has a negative connotation and a community connotation. Now, if it's a portrait, it's positive and individual, So when I say a negative, it's not a bad thing. Um, Most of mine are negative. uh, Most of mine are that way inclined. And that's because I am very community minded. And so would you be in this context. Now, you're very community minded in that way. And what you will see is something negative going on that you want to help and put a positive spin on. Yes. Okay. So that's the landscape to start with. If If it was a portrait, it's more about the individual. I want to feel good because I want to feel good. Yeah, whereas the other one is a community. So, just to start with, I'd say straight away, you're community based, um, and so you will see where things are going a little bit wrong and you will want to help and step in. You've got two flowers there, which means you've got two very strong goals. And when we look at the goal, the flower itself, it's quite circular. So, we know it's a feminine base, so it's looking about the feminine base. But when we look at the petals of attraction, they are very masculine. They are very long and elongated. So they're more of a ma- masculine behavior. So for you to really get out there, and if that was a business goal, you really need to start pushing your marketing. So when you're being, when you are talking about what it is you want to talk about, you need to be direct and to the point. And you need to sort of, you know, really, really send it home. You don't have to be soft and fluffy. You don't have to be like that. Even though you've got this lovely, beautiful, soft, loving pink with it, you still need to be very, very direct and to the point when you're doing that. When we look at those leaves, the guides where they are. Oh, and so the big one that's fully open is what's happening now, and the the one that's due is is opening is actually in the future, and that's where you've got them in the in the image. It's not just me saying it's in the future because it's a bud. That's how you've got the image. So you've got this other one coming forward. So I would say, if again, if it was a business goal, it's that you've got this all happening, and there's something else coming forward there that's that's due to come through, and that's for you there. Um, the leaves themselves are, are, like I said, they're guides. I couldn't see the stems. The stems, your path or your journey to get to those goals. I
0: think that the stems are the stems are quite long. They're probably you know like thirty centimeter stems or something. And they, I know they're, they've got a very strong stem. They do. They have a strong yeah. stem, and then they've got the foliage. Quite a bit of foliage branching off the stem before it comes to the the flower. Yeah. yeah. Yeah
1: so when I look at and again it's the image because I know that you know certain flowers like say you're you're looking at a a rose bud I know the rose has got a heart center but we can't see it if it's a bud so when I'm looking at yours there if you can see the stem then the path and the journey is very very relevant and I know the protea has got a really strong woody stem so it's a really strong stem it's that that sort of a path or a drive that you've you've got and you you're on it and I'm doing it and it's sometimes we find that those depending on the flowers it could be a windy path where you need support or a climbing flower and it needs support and guidance as it goes along but yours is like oh no baby I've got this (laughs) I'm there I'm doing it um and again your guides which are your leaves I think the protea is long, isn't it? And like you said, it's almost sort of jacket. It's very masculine in the guides. And when I see that, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a male um, or a female. It's, It's about the type of guidance you're getting. So it's a masculine type of guidance, which means it's very, very direct. It's again, not soft and nurturing. It's like, oh, for goodness sake, get up and get that done you know it's like when we're not playing games here let's do it you know we we really need to be more assertive and more um, action-packed and 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 that sort of side to it and when we're looking again at those guides they were down the bottom so they're more physical guides and your first flower was um, on to the left and then the guides were to the right of it which is saying that those guides there are coming you won't need those guides necessarily for that goal Mm -hmm. they're going to be helping you on the next goal and -hmm. you're getting those guides that way they are of a a physical nature because they're low on the page so they're a physical goal they're a physical uh, more of a person giving you that information if they were high on the page it's more of a spiritual guide that you're getting
0: that (laughs) that is amazing that is so beautiful and you have created this way of interpreting flowers and images of flowers images yes and it's I can tell you that it really your messaging really resonated so much and what I was thinking when you were talking about that strong male energy is I was thinking about stepping into a very empowered position and a very assertive position in life in you know in what I'm doing so yeah, yeah absolutely spot on and I love that that was community you know it was all about, based on you know the negative is helping to solve you know much needed problems that are going on in the community largely with you know domestic violence so yeah yeah.
1: there's two ways to be motivated we can be motivated positively
0: yeah
1: um, and we can be motivated negatively I tend to be motivated negatively so Mm -hmm. if I see something wrongdoing I will step in I will do I would want to do something about it that's not fair I don't like that It's, it's it's bad and I want to change it Whereas if I see somebody having fun and having a good time, I don't want to necessarily join them. I'm I'm quite happy just to watch them having fun and a good time. Whereas others will go, oh, no, that's really negative. I don't want to be involved in that. But look at them having fun. I want to be involved in that. And it's it's not right or wrong. It's just how we're motivated.
0: Yes, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm definitely one to one to advocate when, you know, to help solve a problem if yeah. I'm in a position to be able to do that. So, yeah, I'm not the um shy, quiet, retiring type who, you know, I will definitely speak up when I think that, Amazing. especially when you know that, you know, like people are unable to represent themselves at times in their life if you you know that you know you're really aligning yourself with um what deep down they want I never you know um want to interfere and go against you know like do something that um is against somebody's wishes because everybody has a right to to choose to and I you, you were talking earlier about your daughter and you know how challenging it is for you to stand by and see her going through the same heartache and pain in her relationship um and you know there's only so much that you're able to do to you know help her and support her through this um you know all I would encourage you to do is just let her know that you are there for her 100% oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and that's what is good is we've got a good relationship yeah and she knows
1: that I'm not coming I'm not talking from outside experience I'm talking from inside experience yeah oh yeah.
0: So,
1: yeah it does make a huge difference. Well, the other thing too Sandy yes. one thing you need to be mindful of with that picture is that they're cut flowers you mm. make sure you ground yourself Mm, mm, when mm. you when you're ready to make a decision make sure you ground yourself go and stand out on the grass or mm. um, just ground yourself before you make any decisions because they have they have been cut those
0: flowers mm. so that's that the other no that's really good to know mm. make that distinction whether they you know they're still planted in the ground mm. or they've been cut yeah that's really interesting because one of the things that it, that I've had to work on in my life definitely is, you know, my head is often in the clouds mm. and I need to make sure that, you know, my feet are, you know, planted yes. <laughs> firmly yes. on the ground because otherwise I can get, you know, flighty and, yeah. yeah, and I know how important it is to do that grounding work. So thank you very much for that, <laughs> that reminder. Yeah, it's definitely something that I can be reminded of because it's not my default (laughs) no no I know
1: and look that's sometimes that's when it's good to go to another reader every now and again and you sort of go oh it just sort of concretes some of the stuff that absolutely yeah Yeah. so so I'm not saying I'm not dishing all the the readers you know like they, they, they they're there's a reason why they're there and we can all help each other. But what again, what I love to do is I've got online courses so you could learn how to do flower eating.
0: That's then,
1: fantastic. Yeah. So then you can do it yourself for yourself or for your friends and family. Yeah.
0: That's lovely. That's amazing. So um With that in mind, can you share a link for people to find you, to tap into your courses, to tap into your readings? Yep,
1: yep. So um, I am an Australian business or I have an Australian business, not I am. (laughs) (laughs) And it is intuitivenature.com.au. You've got to have that AU because it's Australian. That's what protects you. Um, so yes, intuitivenature.com.au. I also have a podcast on there all about intuition. I have the online courses and my book called Intuitive Flowers. Um but and I'm doing workshops. Oh Sandy, you'd have to you'll have to have one of these workshops. It's great fun. So you I do a little brief meditation and we start work out what our happiness goal is, you know, our emotional goal, and then um after I do this little guided meditation, the people don't know that they're going to be drawing a flower. And it's like the sip and paints, but they actually paint their flower. Oh, and goodness. then we do a reading on it. So they, oh, you know, and I've had ladies go, oh, I can't draw a flower, I just do a stick, you know, a little stick figure. And I went, okay, just draw a stick figure. So you have to do. Just put some colour in it, you know, and we we just go, there, go that way. And then we do a reading on it. And I say to them, not only is your intuition thought about what flower you want to draw, it's actually created the flower. You've drawn it. And now we're doing the reading on it. So everything about that is your spirit, your soul, your your greater guidance, giving you some sort of an understanding or guidance on how to achieve that goal. No,
0: and they beautiful. just
1: they just love it. It's So
0: you're doing these workshops, that you're doing them face to face or are you doing them remotely or both? Uh, well at the stage
1: at this stage it is face to face because that's what I'm doing there but I would I would love to be able to do them on online which I can do um, and I could send all the paints and everything else to the people or they can buy their own but yes I would love to do an online one I haven't actually put it all together yet but um, yeah at this stage it's it's face to face which is so fun
0: How beautiful I'm so inspired. <laughs> And I can see all of this flourishing, yes. <laughs> blossoming. Woohoo! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, look, it's been an absolute delight to talk to you today. And I am just so, you know, enthralled with what you're doing. Um, I'm definitely going to be looking more into it. And I'm very happy to share. All of your links for the listeners to connect with you and um, and explore this further because it's um, it's a lovely thing and so gentle and beautiful and fun. What a you know like what a gorgeous way to reconnect with self-love and self-care and yeah rediscover your worth and your value I just yeah Mm -hmm. I'm quite um quite in enthralled really by what you're doing it's really really lovely thank you you. I, I love it I just can't stop (laughs) Yeah no I understand I understand and look the final question I'm going to ask you uh, because this podcast is called Tiara's Tears and Triumphs what does that title mean to you? Well Tiara's is definitely
1: more of the feminine side. Tears are us going through those emotions and and getting it deeper look at who we are and reflecting back because a lot of things that happened to me, I didn't understand what they were until I reflected back. And yes, it brought up tears. Yes, it brought up all those emotions, but it also allowed me to heal. And then the triumphs is 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 that that wonderful feeling like I might not be the best in the world, but damn it, I'm good. You know, I I've achieved that. I've got through that. I got up this morning and and had a cup of coffee. whoopee you know, like we've got to acknowledge these simple and small things in our lives mm. and go, you know what? We we're good just as we are. Mm. And I know with any sort of uh, emotionally abusive relationship or abusive relationship, our self worth goes right down. I mean, you you can't get much lower with your self worth, and it does take a long time to build it up. But if you start building it up first by saying good on me. I did that. Like this morning, I did my walk. I loved my walk. And I did a 15-minute meditation. Good on me. I think that's fantastic.
0: It is fantastic. It really is. I think starting the day off on the right foot is the right way to go (laughs) because everything else flows on from that. So if you manage to put that reflective time in, in the morning, that bit of quiet time, that nurturing time before you start your day, then yeah, you've you've done really, really well. And give yourself a pat on the back because it's and so when, important. With yes. your
1: with your um your the name of the podcast, I see yes. it as cycle as well, because yeah. we get to that triumph and we should be putting a, a tiara on our head and we yes. should be proud of who we are. Yeah. And then we go back through that and then we start to think back and we start to have another little meltdown or whatever you want to call it and we allow ourselves to go into it and then we see the triumph of it and then we put the tiara back on our head and (laughs) I I just love it I think it's very cyclic and I think it's beautiful
0: it is isn't it it is life is not um a straight line that's for sure (laughs) 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 all right Susan well it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast thank you for having me i was being wonderful if you would like to be a part of a growing community to fast track your healing journey you can do this in a couple of ways one way you can do this is to become a supporter of this podcast by becoming a patron This will help me to help you and other people just like you to discover the resources that are included in this podcast to help you rise back up after hitting rock bottom, after experiencing different forms of abuse. And like I said, you can do this by becoming a patron of this podcast. It's super easy. Just go to the episode notes and click on the link to become a patron. When you are a patron, you will receive exclusive bonuses like the behind the scenes audio files with deep and meaningful insights from conversations with guests that are not included in the podcast interviews plus there are a range of special building blocks to help you to rebuild your life so go check it out and you can join the growing rise up with tiara's tears and triumphs facebook group with over 400 members where you can troubleshoot issues you're having every victim and every survivor of abuse has expertise and being part of a community of peers gives you a safe place to get answers to questions that you have and to share what you know with others again just go to the episode notes to become a member of the group today We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship. And for a long time, I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. to help you find your way out of the darkness i hope you enjoyed today's episode a note of encouragement if you are struggling with your mental health please reach out for support with some form of counseling if you don't know where to start to find a counselor a good place to start is to talk with your doctor there are also many online counselling supports available and a word of advice if the counsellor is not a good fit for you try another and if you need to try another until you have one that is the right fit for you tune in again for the tiaras tears and triumphs podcast helping women who have been hurt acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out i want you to know that you can turn a corner i am a life change facilitator i help women regain control over their lives you can find me at sandyj.com.au hey now Can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.